You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. The podcast. Keyshawn didn't want to go to Green Bay because it's too cold, but it's getting hot there now. Especially for Aaron Rodgers, especially for Brian Gutekunst, especially okay, for that franchise. Getting hot. I'll see what you did. I know. Hot. I mean, think about it, though. The temperature, you know, for that organization, for a lot of people, is going up. And that's why I really want to hear from those in Green Bay, those who are Packers fans, even around the country. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn in for Zubin. And uh, one thing quickly, guys. One of our producers, Alan Yates, well, it seems every day there's accidents happening all, all around his neighborhood. I mean, he just showed me this video. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to look at it. I, I, just the other day, cars got it wrecked was in on the, the barbershop, too, which now, is like, a, it, it's the holy, I mean, that's a, that's a holy place for us. That's where we go and we, you know, I get my bald hair. Why don't you just do it yourself? Just because I like the experience and I like want to be with my boys. I want to yeah. kick it. Mm-hmm. I get it. I just. Yeah, I mean, you drive down to Philly for yours. I go so a you, long you, ways to get exactly. A haircut. That's what I'm saying. It's important, Alan. It's I not get a it. salon. The convert. Why it's would you look at me and say it's not a salon? I just what said about not- me would suggest <laughs> salon. I just said it's not a salon. No, salon. That's just like the I didn't way you look said at that. No, we love salons. Salons are cool. We love salons. Yeah, but it was the way you looked at me. Like, where do you get your hair done? Not a sal- at a barbershop. Well, no, you don't get it done at a barbershop. What, wait. No, it's no, no, literally no, no, no. called a barber yeah, shop. Yeah, but well, that's just because they no. call it one doesn't it's, mean it's actually one. Alan goes to the barber. The you barber. guys go to the barber shop. Ah, yeah. Again, like what? What is this all no, about? No, no. Alan goes to a stylist. <laughs> I don't go to a stylist. <laughs> <laughs> what you mean you don't go I to a stylist? I do not go to a stylist. I go to a barber. Let me ask you this. This he, is exactly. Evan said you go to a barber. There's like there's a there's, there's a difference between going to the barber and going to the barber shop. How long does it take you to get your trim? Well, I mean, now that we're in the pandemic and everything's scheduled, you have to be in and out. Before, and all before, in general, do you, when you walk in, when you walk in to see your barber, mm-hmm. how long does it does it give you a hair chart and you say, you know what, I'm gonna take a number seven? No, I don't need to. He knows no. what I. You know, he, he and how long does it take? You don't go. You ain't going to the barber shop. Half hour, forty. You're not minutes. going to a barber shop. Half hour, forty five minutes. And yeah. how in in that half hour, forty five minutes? Mm-hmm. It's like the Catholic Church. You're inning you out. How many times? I'm Catholic. What does he stop? To engage with other people within the salon. Nonstop. <laughs> the salon. Nonstop. Nonstop. Just no. constantly. He's a Russian barber, and he loves talking sports. He's a big soccer okay. fan. I got to watch soccer all the time, which okay. isn't great, but he'll change the to... channel for me, make sure ESPN's on one of the okay. other TVs. We're not... So it's Michael does my hair. Dimitri's the other guy, and he loves to talk basketball and football and all that okay. stuff, and it's just nonstop. And there's other people in the chairs, and once they see it's me, then it turns into a long conversation. Okay, I just – because – So it's, it's – I'm sorry, does this not – it's not equate. Is this not good enough I, I, for no, you? No, I think it's no, a rarity that no, soccer just, is discussed at barbershops. But I, I understand your barber. No, we just—I'm just trying to understand the time frame because I my haircut. Did, am I supposed to make this a day? I, I want no, to get a haircut in, at a barbershop that Jay and I are talking about. Yeah. It may turn into a day, and on top of it turning into a day, along the way you're not only paying for your barber, yeah. 
but you may be buying other things that you didn't intend to purchase. You know, <laughs> Wait, what? some like, wave caps. It could be videos. It could be stuff that is legal now, but was illegal <laughs> before. What are we doing? <laughs> what, are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing here on, on, on this? Is ESPN yeah, two? You right, go to right? a stylist. I do. And I'm gonna so, make him call. He's I'm gonna saying. be very angry. You should have him call. Never in. make What's a Russian barber angry. Michael. Michael. Well, I wonder where Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers are going to go to get their hair cut. Is, is this you, is this you yes. bringing us back on yes. track? Transition is that what key. you're doing? I just, I just I'm curious Because that's another thing that I, the reason I didn't want to go to Green Bay is because they had to bring the barber in to cut your hair. And then when you reach that point, you do bring in your own Well, they don't have stylist. any barbershops that would cut us around there. All right, fine. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. So think about – and we're going to talk also about like – so. Aaron Rodgers is not happy with what has happened in Green Bay. They haven't done enough for him, maybe, or at least kept him in the conversation. There are teams around the league that have done some things for their quarterbacks. We'll discuss in a moment. But I want to, again, get the feel from Packer Nation. So let's go David. right now to David in Maryland. How you doing, fellas? What's up, What's up man? How are you? Uh, wonderful. Uh, enjoy the show. Um, I just want to chime in here. Listen, I've been a big fan of Aaron Rodgers and the Packers for a very long time. Great quarterback, surefire Hall of Famer. But one thing about this guy throughout his whole career, he's always rubbed the organization the wrong way, and he just felt like entitled the whole way through. And, you know, it's a difference between the way he's handled himself and, say, a Drew Brees has handled himself. And so just like he mentioned earlier, when – when you looked at where when they picked up Jordan Love last year, listen, if you think the organization doesn't want to win and do the best thing they can in the draft, you're crazy. So it's just always the way he's handled things, like he'll go on podcasts, he'll just drop subtle hints. It's the way he handles things. He just he just rubs the organization wrong. So of course they love him, that we appreciate him. We want to win, and he's a great player. We, we we need him, but at some point, it's just the way you never see other quarterbacks just the way, handle things the way he does. So there's always been that saltiness with him and the organization. Now, of course, you know we, we want him because he's great, but at what point is he going to stop crying and making excuses? He had plenty of weapons, just like you guys said. He's had plenty of chances. He just has come up short, okay? And he's got to stop making excuses He's had plenty of weapons. I mean, you never see this guy trying to restructure his salary contract, okay? But you see Tom Brady and other quarterbacks in other cities trying to do this type of stuff. But that's not him. And that's fine. No one says he has to. But he's just, as you see the way he is, he's just abrasive. So it's just it's really hard for us to feel sympathetic for him. And as far as him being on the organization, I could care less. He can go. Have a nice day. But – it, it, it's, it's just, he hasn't got the job done, in my point, with all the weapons that he's had, okay? Maybe he hasn't had the plethora like Tom Brady had last year, but he's had more than enough. He's had more than enough. Okay. Well, he certainly, has had, yeah. well, he certainly has had some players around, and there's no question about it. Um, they haven't won but one Super Bowl with him at the quarterback spot. Um, you know, when I when I think about Aaron Rodgers – his personality, he's not crying or complaining or doing those sort of things. He just is sending subliminal messages to whoever it is that's out there, and they run with it. They run with it. Wait, the but, moment- you, but you send subliminal messages for a reason, mm-hmm. and he does it all the time, Key. Like, but, here, here's one of the things I enjoy about you. you know, 
I don't, you don't BS you enjoy me. me. Pause, phrasing. <laughs> you, you say it to me how it is. I don't have to go home and be like, well, did he mean this? Did he mean that? What's going on? Like, have you ever been in a relationship with somebody that doesn't just tell you what it is? You're like, damn, mm-hmm. you're always confused. You're always spinning. Just tell me what it is. Do you rock with me or do you not rock with me? But if see, you don't rock with me, leave. But it's, I don't think he, make it simple. But I don't think he owes that to the fans or the public. He owes that to his teammates, and I think his teammates embrace him. Okay, that's just me. I don't think he owes it to the fans. Yeah, or the we public. still like I said. What we're it's, waiting for now is somebody in the locker room, even if it's a sourced quote from a player saying, you know, that, it's that, time for him to go. With yeah, Tyler like Aaron he's anyway. not a great leader. It's something negative yeah. that then yeah. would suggest, okay, there's a problem because right now you've heard. Well, nothing. I think that's unfair, though, Alan, because not everybody's always going to back you. Yeah, but I mean, when you're in a big time, lock, out, when you're though. in a big locker room like that, somebody's always going to have some kind of pet peeve or something. I'm sure Keeves rubbed some people the wrong way. I know I really? rubbed some people the wrong way. <laughs> really, you can't be a great leader to everybody. Somebody's going to have something negative to say about you. Yeah. All right, let, let's take Jeremy in Seattle. Jeremy, guys. Jeremy, how you doing? Keyshawn got your rookie card. Yep. It ain't worth. Hey, Jeremy, it ain't worth a million dollars. That's all right. One day, man. One day. Right, but basically, I just wanted to bring up, you know, the Packers, there was one receiver they could have got you guys left out there. Who's that? You know, DK Metcalf. What about that guy? Well, he, well, what, here's what I would say. The first round. No, but here's what I would say. Yes, they could have got him, but he went in the second round for medical reasons. No, he had neck issues. Neck issues are very serious in football, as we know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Seattle – took a chance, and they hit. Everybody else passed on him because of the medical issues. Yeah, no, no. I was looking at just the first round, and exactly. what came after Jordan Love in the first round was defensive players. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who's a running back, they didn't have a need there, uh, and he went at 32, and then Isaiah Wilson at tackle. Aside from that, skill player-wise, as far as wide receiver, everybody could have got a wide receiver. They were all gone by then. So what you could argue is they didn't move up high enough, maybe, to get one of the wide receivers. Well, but other than that. They did you, take a running back in the second round, though, in A.J. Dillon. And they didn't take a wide receiver at all in last year's draft when it was one of the deepest wide receivers drafts outside of the first round. I think that's the problem that a lot of people so, have with but, the Packers. But, but, but here, here, so it's, so it's yeah, Jordan Love is not the issue. It's the fact they didn't anywhere get a wide receiver. That's I think that's part of the issue, them. yes. But they have never gone beyond two to get a receiver. Everybody that they've gotten has had success. It's two on down. Mm-hmm. As far as, as as far as I can remember, okay, whether it was Antonio Freeman or or, or Randall Cobb or or uh, any of them, I mean, all of them, right? It's just yeah. that's that's their model of success. That's what they believe in. Right. And when you look at Lazar prior to that draft, those guys were playing okay. They were doing fine. Aaron Rodgers was through for four thousand plus yards. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, what do we need to – we keep developing these younger guys. I still think it's less about the draft and more about communication. That is obviously the issue here, and there's a rift, and it probably can never be fixed. And now, of course, it's somebody's got to go, and Aaron Rodgers is the guy that wants to go, and we'll see who ends up being that villain. KJZ brought to you by Indeed when you're looking to hire people fast. Better late than never doesn't cut it. Fortunately, Indeed has instant match. Sponsor a job and you'll instantly receive a list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. More at Indeed.com slash credit. So what teams did help their quarterbacks 
for the immediate future. We'll discuss that after Key has this from Straight Talk. It's time for some Straight Talk. Sure, saving money feels good, but cutting your wireless bill in half, that feels really good. Like a walk-off home run in a ninth inning? Okay, well, maybe not that damn good, but pretty darn good with Straight Talk. You can get 25 gigs of high-speed data for 45 bucks a month, up to 50% less than other guys, plus no contract, all on America's best networks. Why pay a whole lot, Jay, when you can pay half? Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Mm. I very much think, based on what Russell Wilson has said and what Seattle hasn't said, that a trade is still in the mix. Have we seen the Kumbaya come out of Seattle yet? I I personally have not. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Quarterback story continues in the NFL, and the very latest now from Adam Schefter, just putting this out on social media as well as ESPN. The Green Bay Packers, according to Schefter, have begun exploring quarterbacks they can add to their roster for upcoming organized team activities and training camp. That's according to sources. Their inquires could be in part because Jordan Love currently is the only other quarterback on the roster aside from Aaron Rodgers and also related to the uncertainty, certainly facing the franchise where the future in Green Bay is, to steal a phrase, a beautiful mystery. Packers general manager Brian Gutekunst acknowledged after the draft that Green Bay would need to add more quarterbacks, but one source says the Packers' search has branched out to include veteran signal callers as well. So that, of course, is something that we would have to expect, that they got to start preparing now. Uh, as you said, Key, it's three weeks to June, the beginning of June, which is when, of course, uh, it becomes more palpable to trade Aaron Rodgers if that is in case what you're going to do because of the cap hit. So with that in mind, and they've got got, got to put people on the field for OTAs and and for of course training camp in a couple in, a, in two months, they've got to figure out what they're doing at quarterbacks. And now of course you wonder who's available. Alex Smith. No, they ain't gonna do that. That ain't Alex. Smith. People are available. What Nick it, Foles? It, I'm trying to think. Exploring that doesn't necessarily mean free agent. They just talking about acquiring from somebody else. That's right? Nick that, Foles, that's mm-hmm. right? Yeah, but. Yeah, there's a Nick Foles. <laughs> just keep just think about I'm that. Just, I'm we just shot. said Aaron Rodgers, and then we said Nick Foles. Can I give you a crazy – how about a crazy name here? Gardner Minshew? There's a – Marcus Mariota, Gardner Minshew. Yeah. I mean, there's. I'm sure there's some – what they're looking for is camp bodies at this point. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah so somebody 
that if, in fact, when they start to get on the field, they can wear their arm out for a few hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> That's like somebody say, hey, you know, Coach K just retired, Jay. We want you to coach at Duke. Hell no. I'm not going to be the first guy to foul Coach K. Why? I, I wouldn't want that. Not, 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 not the first one with that salary. But, but, you well, but you don't have yeah. a choice. I might consider it. Yeah. I'm just saying, that, that's a, whoever that person is going to be, the, the level of success but that you have to live though. up to. I understand what you're about to say, Key, but the level of success that you have to live up to, the amount of pressure that's going to – you're well, constantly going to be – But there's no pressure. You just, all you are is a guy that's holding the clipboard. You're not replacing Aaron Rodgers. The guy who's replacing him is Jordan Love. This is just somebody to come in – and not wear Jordan Love out. They only have one quarterback on the roster right now, need and that would be body. Jordan Love. Yeah. They need two more bodies. Right. Now, now, have I don't want to be Jordan guys. Love either. How about that? Now, it's amazing because Rodgers has now taken over as the quarterback we keep talking about, but this has been a story from different places, whether it was Deshaun Watson for a while, then it was Russell Wilson for a while. That has quieted. That has died down. Uh, any issues that maybe he was having with Seattle, we don't really hear much about it anymore. Speaking of Shefty, on the Adam Schefter podcast, uh, he discussed whether or not things are patched up between Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. I don't know if they've patched things up so much as the fact that right now it's hit an impasse at this point in time. But Pete Carroll said, and I quote, we've had many conversations as we've ever had. We talked extensively throughout the offseason. We worked our way through whatever was at hand at this point in time. And he was asked whether Wilson was given more personnel input as he requested. Carroll said no. And then he said, Russ is in a great place right now. He's been in a great place throughout the offseason. We have communicated throughout all the things, just like I always have. This is not any different than it's always been. So it's nothing's changed except no. that he's no longer nothing. unhappy or what? Or it's just died down. Maybe he realizes there's nowhere he can go. First of all, he was never going anywhere. This year, mm -hmm. this season, he wasn't going anywhere. Because when you look at who, who am, why would I give up Russell Wilson and I don't have a viable replacement? Like, the, who am I getting? Yeah, well, again, the, the biggest thing was, oh, trading for Dak Prescott. There was one. That, wasn't, that was, was not going to happen. We, we've there been on air arguing Other people have said trade him for Aaron Rodgers. Then there was Chicago. What, what, what are you going to get from Chicago? Yeah, Chicago tried to trade for him, and, and they guess laughed. guess what Pete said? Click. <laughs> get out I of mean, here. it's not – I understand it becomes a – in the world that we are in, in sports, radio, television, all this different stuff, all these things become sexy. The reality of it is, is he never pushed the envelope to the point. He was complaining. You know how when your kids – complain about something when you tell them to do something and they don't want to do it in the you have gotten there yet jay but you will oh up no the i'm stairs. there my two-year-old okay yeah, yeah yeah up the but the one when they get to be 10 but mm. they really think uh, they 19 I'm you scared. ain't been I'm there scared. yet and, and so that's what he was doing to a degree he asked them to address certain things they went out did they and they addressed things they went out and got a receiver uh from western michigan they took him in the second round they went out and got the offensive tackle in the sixth round at, uh, from Florida because they like to develop their offensive tackles. They don't like to reach for guys. They like to get value in great offensive line coaches and teach these guys. They put him in the meeting room with the young offensive coordinator that came from the Rams. I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but he signed off on that. He signed off. Yes. So he feels involved. Him. So he's involved. He's involved. He's involved. That's about as far it, as it's going to go. But isn't that all he wanted? But he's always been involved. 
He's always been involved. Well, what the hell was he complaining about then? Again. <laughs> the kid stomping up the stairs. So it well, was I, he think had about ideas. Flash Garden. I, I, he wanted them to sign Flash Garden. They signed him. He happened to, you know, go back and, and, didn't, and, work. and didn't work out, mm-hmm. but they signed Here's him. Here's what I think happens. I, I think a lot of people have seen the way Tom Brady was able to roll up into Tampa Bay and say, I want That's this, I want that. I, I did. You know, the whole team stops. They build around Tom. They win a Super Bowl. <laughs> and now if you're a guy who's competitive and you're in the upper echelon of the QB situation, you're that like, well, damn, it. I want that same kind of respect. Now, granted, you didn't win seven Super Bowls. But that's how, you know, look, guys have egos, man. All right, so with that in mind, so what teams, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, what, what, what teams have done enough to help their quarterbacks? Oh, man, do I have a list? What are the t- yeah, I yes, got, you I do mean, have a list. I know, because I thought, I, I'm trying to well, think. We I discussed have, it, that's I can, why I, I, can I, tell, I, I can tell I you one who's right here in New York. I mean, I got, I got the Giants. I mean, if you're Daniel Jones, you get Saquon Barkley back. Uh, you talk about they got Kadarius, uh, Kadarius Tony. Uh, who's great, gives you another weapon. You got Kenny Galladay. You got another weapon. I mean, you have all the pieces that you need in the NFC East. And Saquon Barkley coming back yes. healthy, right? Well, there, there, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of teams that, for me, I mentioned. I start with the Dallas Cowboys. They did everything to help their quarterback, but on the opposite side of the ball, defensively. Interesting. Because the quarterback in the offense is in place. Uh, defensively, they go out and get Michael Parsons. They decide to take the, the kid out of Kentucky at the corner spot. So they bolstered the defense. They moved down, got extra picks. They did that. Then, uh, you Can I ask a question from that? Do rookies bolster the defense that much? Yeah. Did you see Chase Young, what he did in Washington? Well, are, are we saying – is Michael Parsons Chase Young? Michael, it's not – Because that's what you're just saying. Chase Young is different. It's not whether or not – it's not whether or not he's Chase Young. His impact – Based on what Dan Quinn wants to do, much like he did with Bobby Wagner in Seattle, he can do that with this kid. How much did they bolster though? Because we were talking about big being ranked almost big dead last in the NFL. No, on big defense. time, big time. So they, big time to what? What does that get? What number does that get their defense to? I don't their know, draft. Jay. I don't know what number they're going to be. Well, they but their defense they, they're going to change their scheme with the, with a new defensive yeah, coordinator. I'm just asking. I'm just yeah, asking. no, no. So I'm not about it. I'm just asking. Yeah, no. It's a, it's a good better. question to ask because it's not like you added some free agents who's going to step in That's right away saying. and make a difference. That you're adding young guys that are going to have to learn, but you also you are got changing young guys with a motor that fly around yep. that go hit and don't know any better. That's what you need. Then you talk about the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson. One of the biggest things was, are they going to take a receiver? Well, they take Bateman from, Miss, uh, from Minnesota, almost said Mississippi, right. Minnesota. You mentioned the Giants. I think the Giants did yeah. pretty good for themselves. The, the Chargers? New, the New England Patriots. The New England Patriots. They completely helped the quarterback because they got everybody back. They went out and signed Nelson Aguilar, the two tight ends. They spent crazy amounts of money. Yeah. You know, upgrading the offense up, and changing it, changing the look way, of the offense. Really. And I know everybody sitting around. Well, they did that for Mac Jones. Okay, all right, yeah, oh uh, sure. Y'all the same people said they weren't going to sign Cam Newton either. I get it. I, <laughs> I almost can't wait for September just to see Cam starting and playing and just to see your reaction. You don't need to. No, because I want to see how you react to it. I'm going to react the same way I reacted when they signed Cam the first time, <laughs> and everybody said. Well, we don't know that he's not. We, we don't know that he's going to be the starter because there's Brian Hoyer who knows the system, and he's going to be in a battle for Jared Stenham. A week later, 
depth chart comes out, right. Cam Newton's right. at the top of the depth chart. How come we're not talking Seriously. about a young quarterback like you and know, here's Justin, another Her- team. Like Justin Herbert? Oh, yeah. Like well, Justin, they, you get yeah. Rashawn Slater. Yeah, got absolutely. Josh Palmer, a big wide that, receiver. But here's the one. That tackle. Yeah, exactly. And that's what you need for a young quarterback mm-hmm. to actually have patience in the pocket and know that he can actually make a throw and not get sacked. But here's the one that I'm sure a lot of people are not thinking about as they do their draft grades. They're not thinking, you know, they're looking at the draft and not the acquisition. They're looking at the draft. They use the draft to make this acquisition. It's Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. The one thing that was problematic for them in the Super Bowl or throughout the season was the offensive line. Right. Right? I mean, so when you look at it, you say, well, how did they get better? They didn't even draft. No, they drafted. They drafted Orlando Brown that wasn't in the draft. Mm-hmm. But they used their draft picks to get Orlando Brown. Which is really what draft picks – when you collect draft for. picks, when you have draft picks, it's what you do with those draft picks. Not necessarily drafting, but using them as capital, which is what they did to improve a weakness. Uh, and then they used free agency to improve the interior of that line as well. And now it's a rebuilt line for Patrick Mahomes. And that is certainly definitely Man, what they in my life. have done. Yes. Keyshawn J. Could Will Zubin coming to you live from the Seaport District, Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. So a Super Bowl champion on uh, if one Super Bowl was enough for Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. We'll discuss that after SportsCenter. Two flyouts for Crawford in the game. The wind first pitch. A swing and a line drive. It is caught by the shortstop Boreas. And John Meads has done it in Seattle. He has thrown a no-hitter as the Orioles take down the Mariners 6 to nothing. That was on ESPN 630. John Means tosses a no-hitter. The Orioles beat the Mariners 6-0. He retired all 27 batters that he faced. But did allow a base runner. That's when Sam Haggerty reached on a third strike wild pitch in the first in the third inning. Now, according to Elias, it's the first, stay with me, non-perfect no-hitter in Major League Baseball history. Had no walks, no hit by pitches, or errors. But it was also the first individual no-hitter for the Orioles since Jim Palmer in 1969. It snapped Great the error. longest active streak without an individual no-hitter in the majors. On the ice. Capitals-Rangers, part two. A 4-2 win for the Caps. That's a side story. The teams combined for six first-period fighting majors. It was their first meeting since Tom Wilson injured Rangers star Artemi Panarin earlier this week. And remember, he was only fined $5,000 for a punch to Pavel Busnevich. Nothing about the Panarin thing. So the two teams met, and they combined for 52 penalty minutes and eight combined fighting major penalties in the first minute of the game. The best story, though, came when Capitals forward T.J. Oshie completed his fourth career regular season hat trick. It was the first game since his dad, Tim, passed away. His dad, Tim, known as Coach Osh, was a, a, a very influential in T.J.'s hockey career, a great American player. He had battled Alzheimer's since 2012. How about this? Jimbo Fisher, he says Texas A&M is going to beat Alabama. He took a playful shot at Nick Saban, who he was uh, on his staff once before. He said that AM will beat Saban and Alabama, the former assistant of Nick Saban. He's 0-4 so far against him all time. In fact, all former assistant coaches of Nick Saban, Saban are combined 0-24. Sports Center brought to you by Goodyear. Goodyear knows from here on out, every game is a chance to create momentum, to make the right pass, the right move, to hit the perfect shot. It takes momentum to get through the playoffs, takes everything to capture the title. Goodyear, more driven. Yeah.
KJZ ESPN Radio, and you hear the passion from Packers fans. And that was the curious thing that I had here is really what does he look like now in the eyes of Packer Nation? Let's go to Ryan Clark, who joins us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. Good morning, R.C. There's a saying, you can either die the hero or live long enough to be the villain. Is that where Aaron Rodgers is right now in Packer Nation? Um, I don't know. I mean, fan stands for fanatic. And, you know, so those those guys aren't looking at everything holistically, right? They're not looking at that if Aaron Rodgers underperformed, he would get fired. They're not looking at that if Aaron Rodgers was walking around the building mistreating executive, mistreating coaches, mistreating players, that he would be fired. That if Aaron Rodgers underachieved in helping his team win football games, he would be fired. So why can't Aaron Rodgers want to be in a different place if he feels like a lot of these things have been done in Green Bay? And so that's how he feels. He feels personally he hasn't been helped in the way that he would like to be. He hasn't been treated in the way he would like to be. The organization hasn't drafted, hasn't picked up players in the way that he feels would help him be the best that he could possibly be and win Super Bowls. So he wants to be on a new team. Ain't that how it works? That's how the contracts work for the team. So why can't it work like that for the players? Why can't the players take their careers into their own hands? And that's what Aaron Rodgers is doing. And so I think some of the people uh, will be upset. But uh, when you look at what Brett Favre said, I think it's an interesting dynamic. Brett Favre says he believes that he feels the Packers got one up on him or he feels a certain way about someone in the organization that he'll stop playing. Brett Favre's idea was, I'm just going to play forever to try to piss you off. And Aaron Rodgers is like, well, I'll just piss you off by not playing at all. I mean, it seems like an interesting dynamic and you lose them how you got them, right? The same thing happened. You drafted Aaron Rodgers. He eventually took Brett Favre's place. And then you try to go get Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers said, wait, not so fast. You won't get me. Not before I get you. RC, take your player hat off for a second, because I agree with you on players should take the power into their own hands. Put your CEO, if you were the owner of the Green Bay Packers, hat on. How would you handle the situation currently? Mm-hmm. Well, I think, I think it all depends on, on how smart you want to be, right? You started this process a little early because you went to draft Jordan Love, but you were preparing to get rid of Aaron Rodgers or preparing for Aaron Rodgers to not be an MVP caliber player and move on to your next quarterback. He just sped that up for you. And so now it's about having conversations with Aaron Rodgers that allow us to get the best divorce, right? This isn't one of those divorces that's tumultuous, right? Or or a bad situation. He's not, or she's not trying to withhold alimony or child support. What they want to do is come together, have the best conversation. So the green Bay Packers move on and you still do good see I'm not worried about see I don't want you to do bad I want us both to do well so send me to the Miami send me to the Denver the place that you can get something back you might be able to get a young quarterback you can get early round draft picks or early picks and so you can be in a good place Green Bay and then have me in Denver where I have Cortland Sutton I have Hamler I have Noah Fant I have Jerry Judy I have a running back in Javante Williams just drafted in a top 10 defense see everybody's happy. It's amicable. And so I think the Green Bay Packers are going to start start thinking about business and not be in this personal realm that Aaron Rodgers seems to be with them. Are you moving him, Ryan? I am. I am moving him. And and for me, it's not even so much about, about the trade. Uh, like, obviously, the hard part here, and, you know, we all know that, is the money. 
right? $17 million of that of that cap money or the, of that or that dead money would come off after June, but you would still be into Aaron Rodgers a good bit of money if you release him then or if you trade him then. And so I think the the the, the smarter thing to do is find the best way to do because you don't want Aaron Rodgers to come in and make the locker room a place that can't, that people can't succeed or make the locker room or make the building a place where we can't progress, where a Jordan Love can't continue to learn and be comfortable and become your quarterback of the future one day. So to me, I think the best thing would be for the organization to move him just based on the things you hear about Aaron Rodgers and the ways that he can behave. Ryan Clark joining us here on the Goodyear Hotline. So I I want you to hear something that Browns uh, coach Kevin Stefanski said on the really big show, ESPN 850 in Cleveland. It's about Baker Mayfield. I want to get your thoughts after this, but it's it's in regards to uh, the the system quarterback question. Just take a listen. Product of the system, I don't know if I believe in that. I think all of our players play within our system, but it's our job as coaches to put them in position to succeed. And sometimes we fall short, you know, regardless of the position, regardless of the player, we need to do better. So Baker, I think everybody saw, and, and certainly, the, you know, it's true that Baker got better as the season wore on, but I think the offense got better. I think our team got better as the season went on. And that's the natural evolution of a team especially when you're implementing new systems on the other side of the ball, especially when you didn't have an offseason. I just felt like there was going to be growth that was going to occur during the season. So Baker, it's the same for every single one of our players. He has to be better. Our offensive line, our linebackers, everybody, we have to play better. I have to coach better. So the, the idea of improvement um, for just Baker is, is not true. Your thoughts? Well, I think he's saying all the right things, and I, I believe he's correct that Baker isn't necessarily a product of this system, but he is a product of good coaching. He is a product of good players around him. And I think for the most part, that's who we all are. And when we start talking about these transcendent and generational talents at the position, Baker Mayfield isn't that. But I do believe he can be an extremely good quarterback. And there were times last year, if you go back to the Tennessee Titans game, the Baltimore Ravens game late in the season, that he wasn't just good. He was excellent. And you can get those days and get those times for Baker Mayfield. And that's what Kevin Stefanski was brought there to do. Will he ever be a top five quarterback in the league? I don't believe that. But he can be a top 10 quarterback. He can be a guy that makes Pro Bowls. He can be a dude that's your franchise quarterback for 10 plus years if coached correctly, if put in the right space, and if in the right headspace, which he seemed to be late last season. And from how quiet he's been this offseason, I believe he's still there. And so, you know, we could say that guys are product of the system. Hell, we tried to say Tom Brady was a product of the system for two decades, and the dude got seven Super Bowls. <laughs> and, so, and so I don't think that it, it, it really matters what system we try to say you are a project of or, or, or a product of as long as you play football. There's only going to be so many Patrick Mahomes, so many Aaron Rodgers, that even though we've only seen them in one place, we feel like they can be great everywhere because of their talent. You have to be put in these positions to succeed, and that's what Baker Mayfield was, and he played very well last year. Ryan Clark, a product of the cover three. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I was, though, Keith. No, I'm just, jo- was, no, I'm just joking. I don't even know what coverages you ran. I'm just messing with you. Uh, it, when you talk about Baker Mayfield, you said everything about make Baker Mayfield except he can win a Super Bowl. Can he win a Super Bowl mm-hmm. with the Cleveland Browns? Is he a Super Bowl winning quarterback? I think he is. 
I believe he is, especially the way that this team is moving. You know, I got to hear you guys before I came on, and Key, you were just talking about teams that improved, whether it was Kansas City, you know, now getting blocking and going out and getting Orlando Brown and added pieces through free agency for Patrick Mahomes. The the New England Patriots now getting Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, John New Smith, Hunter Henry, and doing some of those things. Think about what Cleveland did. Cleveland was obviously was a liability defensively. So you get Johnson and Hill from the Rams. You get Greg Newsom because he's the best player at the time. Owusu Koromora falls from Notre Dame. He's a first-round pick. Now you have a plug-and-play will linebacker. Key, you know how important this is when they go 11 personnel, one back, one tight end, three wide receivers, but you still want to run the football. Now you can keep a will backer on the field so you don't have to go little and go nickel, but you can also cover because he played half of his plays over the slot in college and so when you start to make those moves add Jadavian Clowney opposite Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney's now in that number two spot where he's actually productive now you've turned defense which was a liability into an asset and you already have an offense that's going to run the football downhill get into play action game you're getting Odell Beckham Jr. back and you add Anthony Swartz who's 10 flat in the hundred. And so I think when you can kind of put all those pieces together, keep the continuity, but get better as well from a roster standpoint and do it in the way Andrew Berry, the GM, did it, that you're not you're not selling your soul for names. You are truly getting pieces that fit your team, what you want to do and help you improve in the way that you need to. To me right now, it's Kansas City up top, obviously, because they have Patrick Mahomes and all those weapons. And that next tier of teams is the Buffalo Bills and the Cleveland Browns. And I expect one of those teams to challenge Kansas City in the AFC championship this year. Mm. Ryan Clark, we appreciate you. Thanks for the insight. My guys, y'all have a good one. All, All right, right. Ryan Clark on the Goodyear Hotline, brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. So, is Aaron Rodgers going to turn his cheese head in for a dunce cap? Yeah, I said it. That's after Jay has this from Granger. For all the ones who get it done, Granger is always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry. 24-7 support, free access to product specialists, and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call 1-800-GRANGER, click Granger.com, or just stop on by. Listen, it is going to take a miracle for Aaron Rodgers to play quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. I love Aaron Rodgers, don't get me wrong. When it's time to go, it's, it's time to go. You can't let one sour apple spoil the rest of that because he doesn't want to be there. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Harry Krause comparison is an interesting one, but remember, he had Reinsdorf supporting him most of that time. Who's an owner? Who was the owner of the team. Whereas, again, Green Bay doesn't have a single owner. Because an owner steps in and says, hey, Alan, look, here. Look, yeah. Come to my house down in West Palm and we're going to talk. I'm going to send my jet to come and get you and we're going to come bring your wife. Yeah, and let's your fix kids. this. Let's, yeah. I understand what. Brian did. I understand what Mike did. Let's just look. Yeah. I, I'll handle it. Yeah, you're you're dealing with me now. Yes, I'm above them. They, exactly. Let's go above their heads. I'll handle this. What do you need? What do you need? I'll talk to them. We'll talk to them. And we'll you know now out. this 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 channel of communication is now open for you. So if you're not happy with something, just come to me. Yeah, you think it. about you think about some of the great owners, uh, Mr. Kraft, Jerry Jones, the Rooney family, Arthur Blank. Like they have like personal relationships with their players. Mm-hmm. Like they really are there in the building where you could sit down and have a conversation with them about whatever. You know, I used to sit in Jerry's office and literally just talk shop, whatever the case is. You can't do that in Green Bay because there's no owner. When you do that, do the front office guys, does it bother them? Do they kind of no. like look like wonder, like what's he talking like? Because that, no, that is the thing so. that could cause. I don't think so. But yeah, I, I'm, I was just curious if, if you ever felt like that had that kind of reaction. I never, I never, never but then again, Jerry kind of runs. Well, runs well even, Jerry, anyway, yeah. even Jerry Richardson, uh, Richards that was um, in Carolina, he'd go in his office and sit down and talk to him and, and have a conversation with him about whatever is going on. he want to know, like, what can we do better as a yeah. team? What can. You have those conversations. Well, who's the guy in Green Bay then? Is it Murphy? I mean, is that it would have to? to? I guess he would be considered the acting owner to a degree, right? Because I'm sure I don't know the I don't know the way that everything is laid out. Other than there's no single owner, there's an entity that owns the team, and he heads up that entity. But I'm sure there's a board that make a lot of major decisions, whether we're going to build the stadium or whether we're going to do this, you know. That's the biggest issue in Green Bay. Yeah. Like, this, 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 is, this all does stem from that. And we never really have had that issue in Green Bay before because it's such a unique situation. It's not a typical ownership of any professional sports. Right? No. It's not a typical ownership. So, a, a lot of this stems from the fact that there really isn't I somebody think, officially in charge, meaning I own this thing. I think they operate from a bl- kind of like a blueprint standard kind of – operational yeah. type deal. This is the way we've always done it. We never chase big time free agents. Right. It's just what well, we develop our own done. players. Yeah. We develop our own players. We draft them. It's like this is the the, the you follow this. Yeah. Here it well, is. Well Brian think about it. Brian Gudenkutz actually came up in that same right? Yeah. I mean that's that's Typically, what Ted Thompson had set up and he he and appointed Ron him Wolf, Ron Wolf before Ted Thompson. Yeah, and, and he appointed him the, the the next you know right the next one and and he stepped up. He had been a scout in that organization forever, so he already knew the blueprint. He knew I, I this is the system. Feel, is what I, we do. This is the first time that I could think of, and I could be wrong, but I don't think I'm wrong. Is that 
They've gone outside, even with the head coach of Matt LaFleur, outside of the Green Bay extension of a tree. Whether it was Mike Holmgren to, to uh, uh, the next head coach mm-hmm. and Mike McCarthy, who was in San Francisco, where Holmgren worked at before. It's like they all kind of connected yeah. the yeah. dots. Yeah, consistency is basically Ray what Rhodes there. was there once upon a time yeah. because he was part of Holmgren's staff, Andy Reid. I mean, it's just that whole kind of connection it just feels like though for the first time major issues could break this whole thing up and maybe they've got to change the way they do things there Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance making it easy to bundle your home and car insurance it's a conversation we obviously will continue with your calls at 888-ESPN-888-729-3776 because everybody's got an opinion on this and also what Ryan Clark said about Baker Mayfield in Cleveland needs to be explored a little deeper we'll do that next Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. 